you know. Yeah, you gotta <laughs> subscribe to Beehive. Oh, what was this Beehive thing? Like, I, I don't know. Everyone's. <laughs> I just gotta be on it. In the YouTube comments, some people were like, "Why would you spend ten thousand a month in Bangkok?" It's like iPhone expensive. <laughs> Put that on twenty-four what? months credit card payment. And the objective is to stay away from all the ladyboys and gorillas. Okay, yeah, we'll go. <laughs> all of this <laughs> because he's a <laughs> and he's. <laughs> You really love the. Yeah, really suck my. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Bangkok, Thailand. Cheers, Gilbert. Cheers. Guys, meet my homie Gilbert. I mean, we've known each other since like the Chiang Mai days or like. Um, nomad summit days. Nomad summit days. Oh, dude. 2017. You, you introduced yeah. me to uh, David Zhu. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. He's coming um, next week. Oh, he's coming next week. <laughs> yeah, he loves Bangkok. Yeah, he he lives in um, he lives in Tokyo now, but he's thinking yeah. about moving. So you he, we gotta convince him to. to yeah, come yeah, here. yeah. He was like Tong Lo was where we are now, bro. <laughs> where we are at now, now, bros in Bangkok is very Japanesey. And so yeah. he was, that's why he's saying why he loves Tong Lo specifically. Oh, really? Because oh, nice. he loves Japan. Nice. Anyway, that dude, that dude, um, yeah, I call him Bitcoin, Bitcoin gazillionaire. Um, anyway, <laughs> and then another person you introduced me to. Anyways, um, we're here in Bangkok. You're like writing a book, which you just told me about like today. Yeah. I didn't even know. And then... So context here, guys, I was, I always work at the cafe across the street. I was uh, checking out this place. It's like a new co-working spot slash super nice restaurant cafe slash hotel just opened in recent months. And then the owner's like giving me a tour. He's like, yeah, we have podcast room. I'm like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> I was like, all right. And then, uh, yeah, we were just going to hang out. And so I was like, let's just come hang out here. And use mm -hmm. this podcast room for 20 bucks an hour. Yep. Easy. Here Easy. we are. And I love it here. Yeah. What do you, what do you think of Bangkok? Why, I, I mean, why do you love Bangkok so much? What do you tell your, your homies? Well, last year I was uh, so-called sampling um, places mm -hmm. to, to potentially live in. And um, one of the choices in my, like, throughout my travels was uh, Lisbon. Um, Portugal, mm. but I figured it was a bit too far away from Asia, where my base of my network is is based. Okay. And I also tried, uh, you know, country, uh, like cities in uh, North America. Tried Vancouver, okay. went to Austin, uh, Miami, but at the end of the day, when I came to Bangkok, I'm like, it's just the city that. Um, the city makes a huge difference. The like city big, in the world. Big cities. I mean, I grew up in New York. I spent ten years in uh, ah. in Hong Kong. So it's um, it's a huge difference between going into like a, a smaller tier two city versus going into a big major yeah. city. Yeah. Like a like a Vancouver versus Bangkok or something. I mean, those are two different worlds. We got we got yeah two completely different worlds. And then yeah, the size of Bangkok is just so big I, I don't know man i haven't lived in like tons of other cities but um 
Yeah. Still, I'm right. Bangkok, best city in the world. Huh? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Should we close the, the door, by the way? Oh, yeah, maybe yeah. a little bit of people. Uh, yeah, I can hear the auxiliary noise. Yeah. A few moments later. All right, so Bangkok versus Hong Kong, like if someone is is asking you about that, what do you say? Because you've done a lot of time in 10 years in Hong Kong. Yeah, 10 years in Hong Kong. And um, when I first moved there, I was 19. And um, obviously, when you're 19, you you get attracted to the the lights. You go there, you see a lot of um, the nightlife. You see a lot of the the night uh, cityscape, you know, yep. across the Victoria Harbor. Mm-hmm. And I was like drawn into that at first, right? Every night it was going out. It was going staying up late until like sunrise, and then. Yeah. There's this place called Cherwa, which uh, unfortunately no longer exists. Um, But it was always an after-hours place people would go to. um, And uh, I was drawn in by that. But then uh, I later found that Hong Kong also had a lot of, like, um, nature, a lot of hikes, Mm -hmm. a lot of uh, scenery. I mean, there's a lot of buildings there, but then people don't actually see that there's beaches yeah. There's um, a lot of war sports you can do. Mm-hmm. Um, but generally, sports over there is, has its limits because space is expensive. Mm-hmm. And therefore, you know, I didn't, I didn't get a chance to really like be really active there in, in that sense. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas um, when I came to Bangkok, I'm like, wow, so many different activities here. Uh-huh. You can go rock climbing. You can go Muay Thai, you, gotta, you can do basketball, tennis, yeah. golf, all of those things. And I, and I love playing sports. I go, yeah. love going to the gym. Yeah. And um, the biggest difference for me was the people, really. Mm. Um, people in Hong Kong are they, they're more on the corporate side, I would yeah, say. For sure. Yeah, it's a financial city. It's a financial hub. And therefore, a lot of people... Uh, go there for that purpose. Yep. So one thing I talk about in my book is that um, when it comes to locations, you're actually paying a premium to be somewhere. Yeah. Like to be somewhere for an opportunity. But whether or not you take advantage of that opportunity is up to you. So let's say I live in Hong Kong and I don't work in finance. Yeah then I'm paying the sky-high rents Mm -hmm. and I'm not fully making the most of the city because a lot of people are willing to pay that um, premium on the the rents so that they can get these high-paying jobs. Yeah, that's where the job is at. Exactly. So the the whole idea about location independence and working remotely and living in Bangkok is that you want to find avenues you want to find what you like to do, mm. and you will pay the premium for that. You'll find a city that matches as much of those boxes mm-hmm. for you personally. Mm-hmm. And so Bangkok was that place for me. Yep. I feel it. Yeah. Like, um, <clears throat> yeah, the, the way I will describe Bangkok sometimes, it's like you, people are not on the street in suits, you know, mm-hmm. for, for the most part in, in most districts, you know, of course there are going to be some, 
but maybe you go to certain places in New York or Hong Kong. It's a, yeah, it, it's a financial city and maybe Singapore or something like that. Whereas, uh, yeah, Bangkok, yeah, you're not, uh, it's, it's not like people walking around with suits. It's a, it's a tropical, I call it tropical Buddhist New York City. Mm. You know, many people wear, wear flip-flops day to day. I do a lot of times. Uh, even in the city, I'm going to work, I'm doing whatever, I'm going to Muay Thai, I'm wearing flip-flops sometimes. Yeah. Because it's, it's, it's hot, it's just how it is. You know, motorbike drivers, they may be wearing their little, you know, they may be wearing their Crocs. Yeah. <laughs> you know? So it's like... With their socks on, too. Like, yeah, I maybe. see them with their socks on. Yeah, maybe. And so, um, yeah, it's got everything. It's got, I mean, like, Tonglo area where we're at now is... Um, yeah, it, it's both of ours. It's bustling. It's, I don't, yeah, I don't even the leave best. the area. It's, it's just developments everywhere still going up, buildings going up everywhere, um, new things popping up, like this co-working space. We're the first people, they just told us, first people ever to use this, this uh, the podcast room at this new uh, uh, cafe. Hotel, yeah. Slash hotel, slash co-working space. They have like Skype booth rooms here. And uh, so, the DJ booth behind yeah. us right here. And so it's still really, really up and coming, you know, because Thailand has obviously always been a huge remote workplace, huge destination for all tourism, for everyone around the world. And then Bangkok is just the fucking city of Thailand. Yep. And if you want to take a one hour flight, 50 minute flight down to Phuket for a weekend beach festival, which I'm going to be doing in a couple of days. Hip hop beach festival slash search competition, and I'm gonna be there, you know, this weekend. And so going to the beach uh, from Bangkok is uh, really just a quick little, quick little flight away. And so yeah, I mean, we could talk forever about Bangkok. Yeah, for sure. Um, so what is this book that you're doing? Like, what are you working on? Yeah, what are you working on these days, bro? Yeah, so the book uh, has been something that is couple years in the making. I mean, as you know, I have my own podcast called the Live Your Edge Podcast. Live Your Edge, bro. Yep. Life on the Edge. And... Um, <laughs> <laughs> Round of applause. So that, that podcast was... Um, that was running for a couple of years, and um, I'm in the process of restarting that. But throughout the process of that, I did over 100, 100-ish, 110 episodes or so. And I realized that um, a lot of that content can be repackaged, um, reutilized, and uh, what I call the sawdust. So the idea of sawdust first uh, originated from um, this copywriter called Ian Stanley. Mm -hmm. And uh, he talked about if you're chopping down a tree for the logs, right? That's the primary uh, byproduct, right? Mm -hmm. You use it, you sell the logs, etc. You use it to build, but there's a byproduct of that, which is the sawdust. Mm -hmm. The sawdust usually is discarded, mm -hmm. but sometimes you can take that sawdust and you can repackage it. You can sell it. Mm -hmm. So what I'm doing with my podcast essentially is the content has already been created. I'm already doing the interviews and I have the transcriptions 
why don't I take that and turn it into a book yeah. and add my own content in there as well? Yeah. And um, that's what I set out to do. And uh, at first, the first time I had the idea was about two years ago. And I procrastinated on that. And uh, now I challenged myself to write a book in 30 days. And I was like, I don't know how I'm going to do it. It's going to be at least 45,000, 50,000 words. Uh-huh. And I got to write this in the span of uh, 30 days, published. And uh, now we're on day 23. You know, oh. I'm almost, almost done with the manuscript. Awesome. Um, but it's exciting because, like, when you set out goals that you that seemed quite unachievable at first and you give yourself a strict deadline to do it and you announce it to the world. Mm. Now you have, now you got to make it happen. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. I, I've always been a fan of that. When I want to do something, I announce it to the world. Like I told my parents, yeah, I'm going to be uh, this October. I'm going to be moving to Thailand. This is like <laughs> six months in advance. And then it just starts to become real dope. And so Ha, okay, so I actually had a, another friend, Payment, was on my podcast in my place in Phuket, and he did that as well. He did like 200 podcast episodes and then published a book Yeah. from it, and then that's like also serves as your business card, and so yeah, I've heard about uh, these things. Um, mm. My assistant is watching this, Sri. All right, I want you to use, utilize GPT where you can, all right? So I'm already having him do this. <laughs> And so that's the thing about it is you can now with things like GPT, you can paste in the video transcript and then have them like make a summary of each podcast episode. And so have you, I'm guessing you, you've been using some of that yeah. to summarize, right? Yeah, I can even share my process for doing that. Yeah, that would be I'm, great. I'm, I'm happy to do if that. you want to share it, yeah. So the first step I do when I go around, go about, creating this book is I create the outline and then I make a list of different episodes that are relevant to the chapter. Mm -hmm. And then I go on this website called assembly.ai and assembly.ai, you can put in the YouTube link. You can put, you can upload the, uh, the video, the MP3, et cetera. Mm. And what it will accept what it will do is it will give you a transcript. And in the past, I would use sites like Rev.com. I would use uh, various transcription websites. You got to pay a sum of money to get a pretty accurate transcript. Now, with assembly.ai, with their playground, it's free, actually. You don't got to pay a a single cent. Just for the transcription? Yeah. Okay. The summary and the transcription. The summary is not that good, by the way. But here's what I do. I get the transcription. It's really good. And... I take that transcription, I paste it into GPT-4, yeah. and then ask it to summarize it. Simplified language, all of, the, all of that. Yeah. And it will just print out that summary for me. It will yeah. correct the grammar, mm-hmm. everything. In the past, I would have to get assistance to do that. Yeah. Now, um, imagine if I had to transcribe and make summaries for 30 episodes. Mm-hmm. In the past... Um, you know, the system would have to do each and every single episode. But now, because you're using automation, you can ask an assistant to use the automation tool, which means they don't actually need to be fluent with, let's say, the language of the podcast. Mm-hmm. 
nor do they need to be like attuned to hearing all of those words and everything. One, they take less time. All they need to do is learn how to copy paste, move this around, mm -hmm. and therefore the the amount of skill labor required goes down. The cost of it also goes down mm -hmm. because now you need less skilled people to do it, mm -hmm. and you need less time. Mm -hmm. And so uh, that's one of the ways that I've been pretty much yep. been able to get all of these summaries, all of these transcriptions in the span of like two days. Yeah, thirty, forty episodes. Yep. Boom. Yeah, that's yeah. Uh, crazy times we're living in. And so if, yeah. if they're already on YouTube, by the way, um, they're already transcribed by YouTube. You can go into the YouTube uh, back end yeah. and, and just copy it straight from there. Boom, paste it in GPT. Yeah, I, I, could, uh, I, could, yeah. I could definitely do that. Um, and, and another thing I might add, when it came to writing the book, instead of typing everything... Sometimes I would actually record myself mm. talking about a topic. Yeah. I, and then I drag and drop it, like airdrop it to my computer, yeah. drag it into assembly, boom, get the transcription, boom, put it into chat GBT, yeah. ask it to expand on it. Uh -huh. and, then, and all of a sudden, and one thing I also mentioned in the book is that um, one of the biggest limitations that people have when it comes to producing written material online is their typing speed. Uh -huh. And um, I'm, I'm all for like working on the mundane stuff that people don't really care about. People don't really think about, oh, maybe I'm not very efficient when it comes to typing. Mm -hmm. So I should increase my typing speed. Mm -hmm. But typing speed is your direct interface between what's going on in your head and what's going into the computer. So it's limited by how fast you're typing. Now, you can improve upon that if you're speaking. Yeah. If you're speaking, you're speaking faster than you're typing by probably two, three times. Mm. And you're getting closer to your thinking speed, which is a lot faster than both. So if you can speak, you almost have this stream of consciousness of just passing thoughts from brain into uh, words and then from words you have the machine do the modifications for you yes. expand on it so then 10 minutes let's say you speak a hundred words a minute that's a thousand words in 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 verb uh, spoken right mm -hmm. once it's transcribed now you ask ChatGPT to expand on it you can turn that thousand words to 1500 words mm -hmm. maybe even 2000 words yep so imagine 10 minutes, you can get 2,000 words. Yeah. Boom. Like, can you actually type 2,000 words in 10 minutes? No. Yeah. No, almost no one can do that sort of thing, especially if you have to sustain that type of typing speed. Yeah. So my way of um, approaching uh, process improvement is figuring out where are these bottlenecks mm. and how can we use creative or sort of technology to bypass the need to yeah we are we are getting those. into some yeah. some crazy times yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um quick break for one minute i want to turn that light on and see how that looks yeah that. sure 12 seconds later okay all right light check 
Oh, yeah. Light check, yeah. Oh, yeah, we had to check our light. We forgot about the lights, bro. Oh, way better. Way better. Okay, nice. We got the aquapana flowing. Hey, I'm back. We turned on the lights. We forgot to turn on the lights. See, that's why we got ChatGPT assistance these days. But soon, sooner than we think, we're going to have robot assistance that's going to be Follow me around Bangkok. <laughs> it's gonna be my robot assistant. I, I mean, I see the, those robots. Dude, the in my in my place, there's like this robot that really it takes the trays, you know, the food, and the tr they take the trays after you finish the food, you put the tray tray Dude, in there. I, I was, yeah, goes away. Ha, have you guys in America seen these? Like in restaurants out here in Asia, certain restaurant chains have rolling tray servers where the food yep. comes and it's delivered to you and then it goes like nee, 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 nee. and then you take <laughs> the window opens and you take your plate and then it goes back to the kitchen yeah leave a so comment below if you watch this far and you have seen this or not seen this let me know in the comments and if you watch this far as well and you you like this video even somewhat leave a leave a like subscribe to the podcast follow gilbert's channel what what are your socials people should mm. should follow Nowadays, I'm very active on Instagram. Follow this mother. <laughs> Follow this mother. <laughs> well, Follow this <laughs> because he's a <laughs> and he's <laughs> mother. <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, you, really, you really, you really love the. Yeah, really suck my mother. <laughs> <laughs> I just said some Thai swear words. No, no, that's fun. I gotta get me one of these. Oh, I haven't. I've yet to learn the Thai swear words. Yeah, no, no. <laughs> but yeah, I'm, I'm I'm also on um, on Twitter. Okay. Yeah, and I'm starting up a, a new email list. Email uh, list. Subscribe. Yeah. Weekly. Weekly. Uh, Weekly newsletter. Weekly that's the newsletter. hot shit yeah. these days. If you ain't got a newsletter, you're just not even a fucking human these days. Yeah, exactly. You have, you're not even yeah. playing the game. And so, yeah, I, I've been thinking about that these past two days. Like, do I got to get a fucking newsletter? Yeah, I thought you, you had can, a I newsletter. Mean, I mean, I don't have a newsletter newsletter. I mean, I have like an email list like everyone used to have. But now you can't yeah. just have an email list. You got to have a fucking weekly newsletter. Gotta be you gotta have your five uh, bullet Friday sub sub stack, you know. Yeah, you gotta fucking subscribe to Beehive. You gotta be sub. No, what was this Beehive thing? Like, I, I don't know. Everyone's fucking. I just gotta be on it. I don't know, dude. I mean, you could have Chat GPT like just write your. You could have an assistant plus GPT write a newsletter. But I feel like if you want, if you're gonna do it, I feel like you really gotta like really do it good. Because that, that's like what's in my mind recently now, like with all this GPT shit, it's just like there's, I feel like there's just going to be a lot of uh, just mediocre shit. And so, because everyone's going to GPT their shit and think it's so cool, um, you know? And so that's what like the real copywriting is going to like just stay on top because... <clears throat> You, you, like you know everyone's gonna be like oh summarize this summarize that we're gonna be wondering like is this real and so i feel like if you're good like just yeah keep 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 the quality pump in um and then you'll just you'll stand out as always but mm. yeah newsletters and so what, what's your instagram handle 
at Gilbert Joa Official. That's J O A. Gilbert Joa Official. Yep. Nice. We'll put it in the show notes anyway. From New York, New York. Yep. Queens. Queens. You're from Queens? Yep. What was your uh so is your family from Hong Kong or why'd you move there or Well my 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 mom's from Hong Kong. Okay. Um but yeah, I was born and raised in uh New York. Mm. And um you know, coming out to Asia was was probably the best decision I ever made. Did you come for college? Well, I end up coming for college, but at first I just wanted to get out of the US. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I just wanted something new. Like I was in the middle of nowhere. Uh, after my first year university, I wouldn't say where, but it was just a new change for me. Like I just wanted to try something uh, new. And uh, my father was on a business trip to Hong Kong. I went there for the first time, ah. and uh, I fell in love with the place. I'm like, okay, I'm gonna buy a ticket next year. Oh, I move over there. Oh, that's it. But like one way ticket. You were like enrolled in college there, or you were just like yeah, yeah, yeah. I had to, I had to figure it out. I had to like look for, um, look for universities, and you know, back then it was funny because I had this um, mohawk. I had that you know fox hawk or whatever (laughs) going on, and uh, I didn't realize that the university is a bit more conservative, right? Some of them. So I showed up to the emissions interview with this mo yeah this fox hawk like with this <laughs> like little tail sticking out okay. and um the emissions officer is like nah there's no way we're taking this guy uh, <laughs> i mean that was for the one that i actually wanted to go to the school that i actually wanted to go to but um it's all right i eventually got accepted to the school and uh yeah. as long as I, I made it happen like for me, uh, one of the things that I I, I I talk about, also write about, is that um, sometimes it doesn't have to be perfect. Like you make a decision, and uh, you're you're operating off of imperfect information. Uh, you don't know what's gonna happen, but sometimes you just gotta get your foot in the door. You just gotta yeah, boop, make it happen. Yeah. I mean. And so, all right. So you made it happen to get in. Like, what was your what was your college journey? Are you a are you a dropout? Did you finish? Oh no, I finished. But uh, I studied uh, mechatronic engineering, and funny enough, because mechatronics is about robotics. Mechatronic? Yeah, yeah. It's about it's about robots. It's about uh, automation. That's some right there. Yeah, it's about robots. So like, (laughs) I was aware of this kind of stuff, but. I okay. felt that back then, that was, this was like more than 10 years ago, right? Um, back then, I felt like that technology wasn't really like, we were still building walking machines, like some really basic shit, right? So it wasn't like advanced kind of Terminator yeah, kind some, of robots. Tesla bots. Yeah, none, none, none of those Tesla bots, right? So very simple stuff. But over the years, I, I see the progress that uh, automation is making. And I've always been a fan of um, automation, like yeah. automating things in my business, yeah. automating um, processes, yep. all of that. Yeah. So we can live the four-hour work week exactly. and sleep in if we want to. And, yeah. you know. But do people actually work four hours? Like, let's be honest. I, I mean, as nomads, we're, and, and no, your friends. It's yeah. because, because I'm not there yet. I'm not there yet, but I'm working on getting there. And what what is... 
you know, first of all, it's a figure of speak work, work depends on our definition yeah. of work. It means most of the week you're spent doing things that you love doing, you enjoy working, so you don't, you would do it anyway if, yep. if it weren't for the money. So that's like stuff you really love. And then maybe only four calls a week, whatever, with your team or mm. investors or advisors or whatever. And so that's the, that's the dream, get to a point where we are doing what we love with most of our time, right? I think it's a slogan, a nice slogan. Yeah, it's edit. a slogan. Yeah. It's a figure of speech. You motherfuckers, stop. All right, anyway, that's too much. <laughs> <laughs> I can't think of the next swear word I want to say. Yeah. Um, yeah, forward week. And then, yeah, it's, it's all about, and then the core, you know, it's all about using these apps, like the very basic ones. Like you have an email list. You can autom have that going on drips for years and years to keep selling stuff in your business for mm. you while you sleep. Use the internet and apps in your business. Mm. Hey, you know, it's ba basic stuff. But uh, now more and more now, post-COVID, everyone's like, oh, shit, uh, I can work from home. And then it's totally fine. And uh, <laughs> yeah. so many people were going through that realization. But now they're going back to the office. I think uh, it was a great experiment. But it also kind of opened a lot of people's minds towards the idea of, oh, maybe I don't need to stay in the office. Yeah. I can. Or maybe I don't need to live in the city. Yeah. Because... A lot of people are moved, migrating out of these major cities, these expensive cities like New York, mm -hmm. you know, California. Right. Um, they're going somewhere else where the, the cost of living is, is less, uh, the lifestyle is better, and uh, they can enjoy more of their life while working uh, remotely. Um, of course, working remotely also means you need to have that responsibility of getting things done. Uh, and so you got to have a good setup. Like, I, I think uh, having a laptop, like for me at least, having just a laptop in the coffee shop doesn't cut it for me. Uh -huh. doesn't work for me. I need to have my screens. Yeah. I need to have my keyboard, like my mechanical keyboard, yep. mouse. I even have a standing desk. Yeah. Like, elevated standing there, got a pad underneath. Some people put like freaking a treadmill so you get your steps in. Dude, we bought one of those. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. So, yeah. So, but the cool cool thing about, you know, working from home or being your own boss or working remotely or whatever is you have the option of, hey, today I feel like going to a cafe and boom, you can go to a cafe. I'm like, uh, the, for this past recent year, I'm like half and half. Traditionally, I've been like all cafe dude. Um but then this past year at, at our Phuket place, did you come over there after that one night at Illusion or whatever that we went? No, I, oh, I don't okay. think I ever went to your Phuket place. Oh, okay, actually. okay. No. Well, well, the the full video tour is coming. But <laughs> but anyway, six set up there, four K monitor, and it was like the most productive like year of my life. It was like working at home every day because it's like kind of um, not not immediately in the city. But anyways, that's the point of the work remote life of be your own boss life is you have the option to, hey, today I feel like fucking going and working from the beach and you can fucking do that. Or, you know, most of the time, if you're like working from home, have your own setup, you can do that. So it's about having the options. Um, but yeah, 100%, I, so at home now, I have the fucking 4K, 4K screen, adjustable standing desk, podcast mic, everything yeah so you got to invest in the setup that's yeah. that's what i i yeah. believe invest in your setup for sure and, and that is a 
you know, one of the things about being a nomad because traditionally I never had, you know, uh, my dedicated desk at home and a screen because I was always month to month. And like I hadn't done a year, a 12 month lease until the place in Phuket yeah. in my eight year nomad career. Uh, it was always kind of um, Airbnb or, you know, apartment rooms month to month. Um, and that's why I was traditionally a co-working. We should place. talk about that. Yeah. Because um, I was doing month to month for a while too. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I was all over the place. It was hard to to kind of get a routine going, mm-hmm. right? And um, once I started to find a place, get a lease, just have a good setup there, I can finally establish a work routine, right? I got the gym across the street, doing all of these things, and I am still like, even if I wake up later than usual, sleep later than usual. Um, some unexpected stuff come into my schedule. I still manage to get things done because I have that routine dialed in. Yeah. So it's uh, it made a huge difference. Yeah. As opposed to like changing countries every every few weeks, it was really tiring actually. Every few weeks is yeah. is yeah yeah. yeah. Every uh, <clears throat> yeah every few months it's like and it depends who you are, but like this is what I would tell. A past version of myself is actually if you just go on Lazada out here in Southeast Asia, you can get one of those standing adjustable desks for like a hundred bucks. Yeah. You can get a monitor, not a 4K one, but you can get a huge monitor for 200, 300 bucks now. I have like the nice thousand dollar 4K one. Really? But Which you, one? The, Which? It's the uh, Ultrafine LG. Uh, LG Ultrafine. Uh, how big is it's that? Like one of the nicest ones. It's 24 inch, about the size oh, of this thing. Oh, 24 inch, okay. Uh, what, that's what, a thousand bucks it's a thousand bucks it's the nicest one. like parker ordered us up the nicest ones the, the, like on the market right now and Shit. it's got um but the nice thing is the one the one plug uh, where it's got the USB-C yeah. and it charges it and the so it's like one oh, cable okay. there's no hdmi or whatever but yeah. anyways clean setup plugs it in uh, and so i guess what i'm trying to say is even if you're at a monthly place just go on lazada order a standing desk order a monitor, you know, invest, you know, 400, $500 in a home desk setup, even if it's just for a month. And then if you want to, when you leave, give it to a friend, give it to a local, or you can put it on Facebook marketplace uh, and get a couple hundred bucks back from it. Mm. So Facebook marketplace, anywhere in the world, people buy, buy and sell stuff all the time. For example, we moved out of our Phuket place. Um, We sold like our, our weights rack we sold like our inflatable uh, uh, fucking ice tub <laughs> ping pong table we just had our assistant list them on facebook marketplace and within one day they come and pick it up mm. so yeah no excuses i'm trying to say no mother excuses to not get your done from wherever you are you don't need a boss to tell you when to get your done. Come on, we're all big boys, all right? Training wheels are off. You can be traveling the world and be successful in your career at the same time. <laughs> we're all doing it, and it's not just mo- us motherfuckers on Instagram. <laughs> just said, well, fuck it. YouTube, you can swear on YouTube now. Um, yeah, it, it, it's millions of us, thousands of us, 
uh, all around the world. Ain't no excuse to not be doing it. There's never going to be a perfect time. Come out here to Bangkok. I mean, okay. inflation is rampant. So um, if you don't do it now, it's just going to get more expensive over time. Yeah. It's just going to. Do gonna... it now. Do it now before the Tesla bots take over the world. All right. And then money is just like free. And then like, wh where is this money going? Is like, free. <laughs> so like, you know how, you know, like money is free. Like, so this is what like Elon Musk says stuff about this. And he's, he's not the only one that talks about like uh, abundance in the future and the singularity. And where is all this technology going mm. in some future time, whether it's like 50 years, 100 years or 500 years, it doesn't matter. So mm. where where solar energy slash nuclear is abundant, where the price of energy goes to basically zero. And we have armies or fleets of Tesla bots that are in every factory, everywhere, and they're doing all the labor. And to this future society point where energy is basically free and we don't have to, humans basically don't have to work. Mm. What would that society look like? And I always think about this like, hmm, when we're kids, we don't have to work. Like, what do we do? Like, what do we do with our time? And what do kids do, right? They learn and they play sports and they hang out with friends and they just yeah. be, be goofy. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. I always think about like, and then I think about what do retired folks do when they're, when they're retired? Like, what would we do if we don't have to work? What do retired people do? Um, they go on vacation, they garden, they do their hobbies, they stay at home and don't do shit, cook food. Yeah. And so I was like, what if this future society 50 years from now, it's like maybe you only have to, instead of working from, you know, when you're 18 until you're like 60, what if you only had to do like 10 years of work in society and then after that, like energy is just free and like everyone can have a 3D printed mansion for like basically free. What would you do with your time? This is a good exercise for anyone of thinking about what would you do with your time on this planet if you didn't have to work which ties into the four hour work week as well and so i'm like hmm i would play a lot of sports mm. you know i would do what i love i would do music sports podcasts and so it's kind of just a little exercise of thinking like what do i want to spend what do i like doing with my time what do i want to spend my time doing on this earth and I always try to remind myself, start doing those things now. Like there's never gonna be a point like, oh, I'm this rich, now I can mm. start doing my hobbies. Like, you know, and you're doing them as well. You're talking about sports and so. That's a common thing. That's a common um, objection that people give yeah. when you challenge them on what they're doing right now. Um, I, mean, I mean, if you challenge their worldview, for sure there's gonna be a lot of resistance. Mm. Um, but one of the things that I, I often get is that I'll do it when I have X amount of resources. Yeah. And um, the issue with this is that you will never have enough resources, um, but you could have enough courage. The courage doesn't come from some external thing. It's just very much internal. Mm -hmm. And um, everyone's scared when they do it. Yep. The only difference is do you have the courage to push through despite the fear? And um, as far as resources, as far as um, taking action on things, I'm a firm believer in front-loading a lot of the decisions that you would do in the future 
to doing it now. Let's say, for example, you want to go, uh, you want to travel the world. You want to be a nomad, right? <laughs> for example, right? And uh, a lot of people would put that off. They'll say, okay, I need to make a little bit more money in my job. And then maybe I, uh, in a few years, I'll quit my job and I'll do it. Um, but then you'll be five years older. And uh, your body will deteriorate because that's it's finite. And um, I realized the strong one of the most important things that I realized one of the most important things is your energy and your mobility. Yeah. You lose both of them as you get older. So when you're young, you should prioritize activities that use both your energy and your mobility because you're going to lose it over time. So if you like to play extreme sports, you like to do surfing, you like to play basketball, tennis, etc. You're going to lose a lot of that uh, skill, uh, you know, flexibility. You're going to get stiff over time. And uh, therefore, you should make a list if I were to give you know, advice on this is to make a list of the different things that you like to do and put them on a timeline, sort them on the timeline. What are things that you should actually be doing now? And don't put any of your um, other considerations in there. Just place them on the list because you actually uh, believe that you know, now is the optimum time to do it. And then look at this timeline. And if this timeline is not matching your current reality, then you need to make some changes to make it so. Yeah. Yeah. There's plenty of time to get it done. Don't wait. Not only do we get older and it's just not the same when we're older. It goes with social things. It goes with traveling as well. But, you know, we could die at any moment. We, we could die, you know? It, you know, anything can happen. COVID can happen. You could get sick, accidents. And so that that's another thing that I try to remind myself. Like, you know, mm -hmm. like um, another powerful exercise is like, yeah, like if fucking, if there's a tsunami or whatever the fuck <laughs> or an accident, you know? Um, and uh, if you got fucking, if you got whatever, if you got COVID and died, mm -hmm. like what would what would your legacy be and then also like would you be would you be satisfied with your life mm. looking back in the next dimension or whatever the fuck and so um yeah that's the that's the realest shit you can get that's the realest thing staring at our faces all we know is, is we're gonna die that's the only thing there's, there's we a know. good book that summarizes that mm -hmm. that book is called die with zero Die with zero. Yeah. Uh huh. It's a What's great. So die with zero is um, what I just talked about. Front loading mm -hmm. experiences that you want to be having. Make sure you do them now. Yeah. Make sure you do them now, because there's certain experiences. Like for example, if you want to travel the world. You can do it when you're in your twenties, your thirties. Imagine doing it when you're in your sixties. Yeah. It's not the same. Insane ball game. So even in your 40s, completely different than 20s. Yeah, exactly. So like some of these activities, you need to be doing them now. 
Yeah, and, and especially forties. That if that ties in with being 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 married and having a family, then it's completely different. Yeah, and then there's there's also the consideration. Okay, when it comes to resources, money you can always make more of. Time you don't get back. Mm-hmm. So like people spend a lot of time that you don't get back on trying to acquire something, money that you could get back through just basically positioning yourself better and. You know, making your business work for you or your job, you can always make more money. Yeah, that's that's the argument, mm-hmm. and um, it's just to prioritize things that you don't get back. Mm. That's all. Yeah, you only get your twenties once, and that that goes into you know having the minimal responsibilities. Okay, there's like wife and kids you know maybe that will happen in 30 40s but that's like a huge fucking game changer and so you know so many talk about this but like gary v is one for example like you're you're 30 fucking five you're still a fucking baby Hmm. in your 20s and 30s you need to be taking the risks you need to be taking the risks you need to go start that fucking crazy startup you need to go fucking start that music project you need to go live in that crazy place you need to try this try that Mm. that's what your 20s are for but still your 30s as well and so yeah you're we're still so fucking young and Mm. we we should be trying these things you know needless to say we're going to be probably living a lot longer than than, Mm. uh than people are now by the time we get older yeah a way to reframe it is also if if they think it's risky to do it now, imagine not doing it now. Imagine the risk of not doing it now. Yeah. It's uh, it's enormous because as you get older, the risk only increases. So if you're gonna fail, you might as well fail now. Yeah, exactly. If you're gonna have to go back and live with your parents, live live in the in your mom's basement, might as well do it now. It doesn't make sense to to wait five years to find out the answer. If you need to find out whether something works or not it's better to find out as soon as possible so you can make the necessary adjustments. A lot of people live with an idea that they carry with themselves for years and they don't find the answer until much later on because they never tried it earlier on only to realize that they didn't need it in, or want it in the first place. Yeah. And they waited five years to get the answer. They could have found out that answer in the first year. Mm-hmm. And that's the... Yeah, this is a uh, yeah. What, what do they say? Like the biggest, the 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 worst thing is the feeling of regret. Oh, this mm. is what like the 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 old people said on their deathbed. It's mm. like regret is one of the worst things that you, that that they that they regret. Mm. You know, it's like one of the worst feelings is what I woulda, coulda, shoulda. I wish I went for this. I wish I went for that. So I would say if you haven't watched those videos on YouTube or like what dying people say on their deathbed like that mm. that's some real ass advice right there yeah you know and so while we're young and we're gonna live longer and longer and longer like i don't care if you're fucking 25 i don't care if you're fucking 18 35 or fucking 45 or 55 or even 65 it's, it's still fucking mm-hmm. young you know <laughs> yeah we're gonna, we're gonna be living for as long as you take care of yourself like you know, this life extension shit's going crazy. 
<laughs> life extension shit. You know, I, you know, by by the time. Speaking of that, I mean, yeah. let's talk about supplements. Yeah, let's talk about supplements. Like, have you been watching all the Brian Johnson videos? I feel like this I've been watching the Dave Asprey stuff. I I read his newest book. His newest book is on this. Uh Um, I mean, he's always been talking about biohacking, Mm -hmm. all of that, you know, with um, Bulletproof Coffee, all of the things that he's doing there. But I realized how um, a lot of the foods that I was eating was actually sapping nutrients from my body. Sapping nutrients? Yeah. What does that mean? Like, you know, the plant-based foods. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh, were you doing plant-based for a while? No, I was, I was not, but like I had plant-based protein, like the pea protein, the soybean protein, and you know that, that, that sh- shit screws with your testosterone levels. Soy, right? I heard the soy does. Yeah, it yeah, does. So soy. I'm like, nope, cannot do that. I got I to gotta keep my T levels high. Yeah. So I, I moved back to whey, but grass-fed whey, okay. and um, doing trying the collagen, I'm doing the all of these different supplements, Tonga Ali. Yeah. And then I even got the Siberian ginseng going on there. Ooh. And you know, like they have all of these different mixes. I take the supplements at different times of the day too, to ensure that my energy levels yeah. maintain high throughout the, the day. Yeah. I mean, Dave, Dave, we, we were t- David, we were talking about him earlier this episode. Uh-huh. He loves this shit. Oh. He told me about um, this thing called DEXA scan and a DEXA scan is like what people usually they are like uh, they're suffering from muscle atrophy right they're, they're, they're deteriorating right but if you are a bodybuilder or you're an athletic person you can actually make use of a DEXA scan to essentially gauge how much muscle composition you have which is more accurate than the in-body, you know, the ones you see in the gym, you got to put your hands on the scanner, much more accurate than that. Okay. So, yeah. So what is it? Is it like a machine? It's like a, you know, like, you know, those MRI machines, you know, those things, those kind of, I haven't done it before, but I've, I've seen like how it works. It's just a lot more accurate. Advanced body scan. It's advanced body scan. Um, and then I started doing the NAD drips. You oh, energy vitamin, IV drips. Yeah. yeah uh, okay. Well, what's your that. take on that? Because I, I've done I've done the vitamin NAD a few times. I'm not sure about it. What do you What do you think? No, I I feel good. Like I yeah. take NAD. Yeah. You I take the NAD good. in the supplement form. No, no, no. In the in the IV form. In the IV. Form, yeah. Yeah. That that's that's really good. You feel it. I mean, when you take it. It's a bit of uh, you get some discomfort in the stomach, right? You get some nausea, yeah. um, but afterward, you feel like yeah, you feel like oh man, I can work for days. How long do you get the afterward positive effects? Like how many days after? I mean, at least two days, but like of like noticeable effects. But then I think not noticeable effects. Maybe it just carries over for a week or so. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes I don't know exactly which supplements are contributing yeah. to that end effect because i also take ashwanda i cycle in and out of that because um you don't want to take it for too long at a time right because oh. it makes you stoic almost like no emotion oh yeah you're kind of um well you're calm right you're calm as hell so ah. uh that's good there's a lot of 
need supplements that are really useful yeah. to there you go guys. ask gilbert on his instagram yeah i've been taking a lot of supplements recently and um some takeaways is okay so my, my homie james maybe you'll meet him sometime but he's like a men's health coach and he got me on like himalayan pink salt like like a half tablespoon like in my electrolytes drink like twice a day and i swear like less cravings for sugar less hungry and like more energy because i think like what they say is like a lot of the times if you're like craving some food or just hungry it's just like a lack of electrolytes like slash salt and that's just what your body needs so pink salt boom in your sports drink or with your bcaas or in your or in your protein drink or whatever that's been great and then um like some sort of probiotics you gotta have mm. like are you gotta fix like, that yeah, yeah probiotics there's prebiotics probiotics and then there's something called post Biotics or something like that. I don't know. It's a, yeah. there's three of them. Yeah. Uh, I don't know about the last one, but the first two, you know. Yeah. That's that's definitely. That's the travel tip as well. If you're coming to a new country, make sure you do um, probiotics before you come out. Um, Thailand, for example, Bali. It makes your gut stronger. You're less likely to just get natural travel uh, uh, food sickness from the new new uh, bacterial environment. Um, but it's that and fucking oh another one he swore by is um before sleeping all right his protocol is uh so glycine and then evening primrose oil in like a supplement pill form and i've been getting the best sleeps really they, they say it's like it's all about it. sleeps and so like glycine and then evening primrose oil like right before bed um and just yeah getting really really good sleeps and then not eating for before bed he said that that's like really bad and i have a bad habit of doing that um and it kind of makes sense because your body is like instead of relaxing it's trying to, to, to digest all that food mm. yeah there, there are some quick tips but uh i hope to do a podcast with him sometimes yeah yeah that sounds good i i haven't tried that out yet mm -hmm. yeah try that and then uh oh yeah also um so tryptophan tyrosine tryptophan, l theanine yeah. These are ones that are serotonin and dopamine. And um, you can get your levels checked, obviously, if you want to. But just those, I was doing an experiment. And um, I mean, on the bottle, it says encourages positive mood. But like, it really works. If you're just <laughs> like feeling in a down mood, take some, some tryptophan, theanine, and tyrosine. It, it just releases dopamine and serotonin. It's, it's like it's like legal drugs <laughs> yeah you know, in a you know in a moderate dose and so like i feel like a lot of people in like america they're they're just not feeling you know on fire not feeling like alive you know maybe a little bit down depressed or whatever and then they go into a doctor or whatever and they get them on antidepressant pill subscription mm. where all they really need is just some tryptophan pill once a day it's just like mm. yeah anyways yeah. Well, or they need they they need to hit the gym. Yeah, and that it's like <laughs> and that. Oh yeah, exactly, yeah, yeah. exactly. It's like yeah, yeah, oh, you're depressed. Oh, um, when's the last time you worked out? Oh, you never. Okay, <laughs> okay. Well, go do some fucking squats. But really, like the system, the doctor is gonna be like, oh, well, oh, you know, working out's not for you. Oh, you're a lazy. <laughs> Here's some antidepressants. Check for me. Anyways, that's a whole nother wormhole. Mm. Um, 
she what else we're talking about tesla bots we got ai it's gonna get crazy we got fucking next year we're gonna be able to do a podcast in our fucking apple goggles you know <laughs> are you gonna get that dude of course bro that's like 3500 yeah but dude here's the thing about about money is prices of things are relative to mm-hmm. how much you make like money is relative and so there's like this there's like this cnbc video of actually uh, a guy living on 120,000 a year living in bangkok and people were like in the youtube comments some people were like why would you spend 10,000 a month in in bangkok it's like it's relative to what you make you're gonna spend relative yeah. to what you make that's the yeah. whole point. And so yeah. like a thousand dollars for one person is only relative to what they make. It's completely mm. different to another person. And so people are like, even like rich YouTubers are like, it's expensive. What's what's the definition of expensive? Yeah. It's relative to your income that you have. It's also it's also dependent on like how much you care for the your the gear. Your values. The gear. Yeah, the gear. Saying right? saying an Apple goggles is expensive is just like saying that Mercedes is expensive. <laughs> it's yeah. like, why do you think it's supposed to be expensive? It's because it's the best. Mm. That's why people get it. It's because they want the best thing. And so, an iPhone is is an iPhone expensive? You can't afford that shit, but you fucking got it anyway. <laughs> you fucking put that on twenty four months credit card payment. People people do that shit all the time. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's and so. I love I it's, I I I've been ch- I'm chuckling with when people are saying thirty five hundred dollars is expensive. That's like you're gonna get those right. You're gonna try them. Yeah, out, man. Right? First, because first like one in the store. The, this is this is the fucking future. I mean, so I got for example, I got the Snapchat goggles like six years ago. Okay. I got and I was wearing those around Tokyo, um, fucking going crazy in the club, and I lost yeah. them in the club. Oh. <laughs> Just getting super fucking. <laughs> getting super drunk and so yeah you know i'm a i'm a digital creator but i mean it's an iphone you're gonna be able to you can watch a move a 4k movie just like from anywhere mm. like you'll be inside you can be but you got a tv strapped to your head that's 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 gonna be yeah the... but who gives a fuck that's yeah. fucking you're, you're fucking you can teleport to mars are you yeah. kidding me that's gonna be the sickest thing ever we're gonna be able to do this podcast this time next year I mean, we both got our goggles on, and then we have yeah. like, a mic in front of it's us. Gonna, and... We're going to be able to like do it in Mars, and then we're probably going to be able to record it, you know, screen record it, and then put that on YouTube, and it's going to be like we're both on Mars. Mm-hmm. So, like, doing, a, <laughs> doing a podcast. Okay. And so not only that, but then you got games, and then I'm super curious about work as well. So we were talking about 4K screens yep. as well. Um, you're going to be able Let's to... Let's see, yeah, 5K screens. Like, I, I've seen the, the Apple has this display is it a 5k screen or is it like i think it's a 5k screen oh, like the the apple displays yeah yeah, yeah it's 5k yeah, that, like that that is like the pixels on that yeah you can't even see you it. can't even see them it's like real yeah and so that's that's what people on youtube are saying is with the the apple goggles goggles is like it's basically like 4k or 5k or whatever but like working on it so you can be working on it and like have as many screens as you want. I don't know, man. It's it's gonna be it's gonna be crazy, <laughs> yeah. and uh, yeah, it's it's gonna be a thing, you know. 
on on your head and then as years progress it will probably get lighter and, and whatnot but yeah it's um virtual reality i mean until elon musk comes out with the fucking Neuralink and then plugs you into the matrix and then and then 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 you're really living in a pod <laughs> fully living in the digital world but uh yeah i'm not sure about it actually dude yeah i know people are already starting to talk about like so with like ai and games it's yeah. like now moving into the future like someone was talking about now now with superpower ai there'll be there'll be video games with, that are infinite because ai can generate a new world after new world after mm. new world after new world yeah and so like uh and you can you can generate your own world just by telling it hey make me a world where there's a thousand gilberts and then half of them are ladyboys and then <laughs> and then wait but it's thailand but it's also mixed with hong kong and then there's gorillas running around and the objective is to stay away from all the ladyboys and gorillas and then it'll, yeah, we'll go, <laughs> okay and it will create that video game and then you got your goggles and then you're like yeah doing it it's yeah. like ai will be able to make infinite worlds mm. Anyways, we're we're going into some crazy tangents, AI man. tangents and AIs. Um, I don't know what what do you what's what's on your mind? Lately? Well, I mean, I mean, we did we were talking about um, we were talking about some uh, interesting topics earlier. We're about we're talking about working remote. We're talking about supplements. We're, we're talking, talking about, about fitness. We're talking fitness, about do do it now. Energies. Don't wait. Yeah, we're talking about. Um, Talk about Dave Asprey. We're talking about traveling, living in Bangkok. Yeah, Sorry. so many things. I mean, like, I think for me, the the biggest improvement, uh, visible improvement in the last year, has really been my fitness routine. Mm -hmm. And um, I think part of that help that helped was uh, doing the seventy five hard. Oh, you did seventy five hard. Yeah, but I I was traveling, okay. and uh, by day forty, I I, I couldn't uh, I couldn't keep up with the schedule because I was in the air and all of that. Uh -huh. But the forty days was enough for me to yeah, to pick up the habit of working out. Mm. Like yeah, I was working out two days a, a, two times a day for seven days a yeah. week, no rest. Oh, yeah. And then uh, one size kind of got off of that I dialed it back to six days took a day off so it was kind of like a yeah. I did an Arnold split um, so it was like back chest uh, arms shoulder you know legs upper lower etc like uh -huh. all of that six days a week and then I dialed it back to five days a week uh -huh. and then that now it's like four days a week but four then, days a week twice a day? no 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 oh, not twice oh, a day okay, okay. but I, I work out sometimes I work out twice a day so here's the thing i i work out in the gym four times a week yeah. but i also do tennis oh yeah once or twice a week i do yeah. muay thai once or twice a week go. i go swimming a few times a week nice. so like there's been days where i've done gym muay thai and swimming all on the same day i'm like oh, fuck yeah. yo that's like that's like i felt good though <laughs> i felt good Good. I felt good, and and I and I, what I wanted to share is because uh, I've gotten into the best shape of my life. 
Yeah. Just good. just doing that. Not not you don't have to go that extreme, but you need to have the discipline, and you gotta eat right. Yeah. You gotta eat the chicken rice, you know, veggies, chicken yeah, rice, veggies. That's not eat like a fucking shit. Yeah, I mean, we I just had pizza earlier, but I'm gonna go to the gym afterwards, so it's yeah. like it's fine. And I realized that if you do like to eat food, the more you work out, the more quota you have. Yeah. To eat that kind of food because yeah. you're burning off the calories anyway. Like yesterday, I went Muay Thai. I was sweating my ass off, and then, you know, now I'm going yeah. to the gym and then maybe go for a swim afterward. So gotta have like all of this uh, physical activity, and uh, yeah. I think it's super important because, um, especially if we're working remotely. Yeah. Um, sometimes you get lazy, just like okay, I'm just gonna be at my desk all yeah. day, no sun, you know. Yeah. No walks, no yeah. steps, none of that. And then, yeah. Here, so, Beast, by the way. I don't know you did the yeah. 75 hard. I've heard about that only recently. But yeah. um, that's, that's, that's super beast. And so, yeah. hacks I will share that I figured out recently. Okay, wish I knew this sooner, but in our Phuket house, we had a treadmill in, in our fucking house. And I realized only three months ago, I can put my laptop, I can stand it up on the thing. And so I've been doing my my team calls, my emails on the treadmill, and that will be an hour, sometimes hour and a half or two hours, just blows by 600 calories, boom, done. Yeah. And so that will be like the second workout of the day, right? And so that'll, that's like bonus. And so I love the like two birds with one stone mentality. And then we, we ordered like a, a mini treadmill thing that goes under your standing desk. We ordered that at our at our uh, place here, mm. but like it doesn't work, so we're gonna try to get another one. It doesn't but, work. But I I love that idea of doing it while you're on team calls or whatever, just like yeah. walking, because the time just flies by. Yeah. And even if not that, what I will do on the treadmill, like I'll have my my YouTube podcast or whatever YouTube shows like that yep. like I want to watch, I'll bang that out on the treadmill as well, mm. and time just flies by. So there's that. And then, in addition to that, oh yeah, the tip that I found over the years is um, <clears throat> like scheduling. If you're gonna do something like Muay Thai or like a CrossFit or like a class, like book those every week so it's like on the calendar. So yeah. you, like you can't cancel because you already paid. So that's a little hack just to like make sure it's like scheduled in there. I gotta do that for yoga. Yeah, <laughs> yoga is the thing. I actually had this, this uh, funny thing. Uh, came about I was talking with a friend um, and I'm not afraid of going to Muay Thai going to going to swimming going to the gym but I am afraid of going to yoga oh, yeah. yeah I'm like fuck I don't know about I don't know about this man like I'm not looking forward to it mm-hmm. but once I get there yeah it's a good it's a good time and uh, there are certain activities that we don't we wouldn't prioritize um, but we need to do them so mm-hmm. that sounds like a good way to you pay pay up front. Yeah. You know you got money in there already. You're like you gotta go to the class. If you don't show yeah. up to the class, it's um. Yeah. Yeah. So they they also have um what's it called class pass in Bangkok. They have that. I've they still it. have that. They I thought they before. I thought they closed that thing down. No. Uh, I just got an ad for it for class pass. They have it in Bangkok. I I did it a couple years ago, but yeah. they do have that. They have it. They have everything in Bangkok. It's yoga, fucking rock climbing. Uh, Pilates. I mean, every every fucking thing you could want. It's a it's a huge, tropical Buddhist New York City. Of course, Muay Thai. I go to the nice, clean 
air conditioned one just because there's like a, not a lot of people there and they have loud music and it's um yeah it's <laughs> called rsm academy feel feel free to, to check it out oh and the other big reason is because they have multiple times a day yeah like, like every two hours whereas most muay thai places are only like morning and 4 p.m where this one you can go at 1 p.m 3 p.m 7 hmm. and that's another reason i, I go there I, I just go to the ones with no AC. <laughs> yeah, that's that's yeah. the that's but, but but like what my what my consideration is different. It's like the ones with no AC. I know like those guys kick my ass. Yeah, those real hard. Yeah, but I'm just I'm just trying to get good at it. I'm yeah, I'm trying to bang it out. Yeah, um, yeah, that's like yeah. that's yeah the one the one I'm going to is is more of like a. It's more of a fitness class Muay Thai. Yeah, yeah. Not, not for like cardio, training. Cardio, cardio kind of like, yeah, you know. It's like a workout Muay Thai class. Yeah, yeah, yeah. More of, more of that type of type of stuff. Yeah. So they got that around here. They got everything. I've actually been getting into swimming this past mm. year and loving it. I've yeah. never been a swimmer. Yeah, I know. Same. Are you like, so you've not been like traditionally a swimmer? Or you're like no, no. I, I'm tr- traditionally not a swimmer, but I just like, I started doing swimming because... I'm going to gym. I'm pumping iron. Yeah. But I feel that uh, to get that tone, that tone physique, really need to like go swimming. And then you see who's got the best physique. You look on Google, the swimmer. swimmers, yeah. because they go in and the body is being sculpted by the water. And um, that's like, if you if you go swimming, you're you're, you're basically making yourself look more tone and it helps a lot you know yeah. getting the the six pack the eight pack out you know i i am jealous though like i see some people with the eight pack and i'm like man i don't think i have the eight pack underneath i'm just oh yeah well, but you got the eight pack right you got that I, I, i'm not sure i know what an eight pack is people say that i don't i don't know but anyway i got yeah in terms of muscles like i have the base from my high school football background yeah. which is basically a fucking we were like ranked number one in the country so it was basically like a college nfl weight room mm-hmm. program we had like fucking nfl trainers and shit in there yeah so that's where i get my my base and so but so now more days i just focus on uh, on body fat and just trying to trying to stay lean you know yeah. right and when i when i met my most lean it's when i'm doing muay thai twice a week it's just like mm-hmm. simply that um you know but recently so i found this stumbled on this youtube video called how to swim effortlessly and i clicked on it and it was just like such a good fucking video it just breaks it down and it just clicked in my mind oh that's how you swim and then and he was saying like swimmers long distance swimmers they're swimming as easy as it is to walk Hmm. like they're not like and like i've been doing it all wrong and so i've been doing it in the pool and now you get you get the hang of it you're just like cutting through the water like a fucking dolphin and it's how how, how are you supposed to do it like demonstrate it demonstrate it I mean, you're so you have the least resistance, right? And so you need to go like this, coast, and then come back at like a right angle, like this. He calls it Barbie hands. You're coming back, hard pull, and then you're actually you don't pull until you're th- until you're here, and then you want to stay as horizontal as possible, and then it's just like learning how to breathe, like don't put your head all the way out of the water. There's just all these little tips mm. that like I because I've never really had swimming lessons and you know. Yeah, it's like, like I had to figure out like, oh, I don't go the wa- I don't go too deep into the water with my hands, and yeah. I'm trying to 
yeah it's it's yeah. all these little things and so it's fun it's like every time i go swimming i'm just like working on form going back and forth and it's like it's almost like a, a golf swing or a, mm. a baseball swing it's like it's never perfect you're mm. always trying to get it to get it dialed in and and perfect and the, the push off is so important push off the wall you need to start with a strong push off gliding and then anyway anyway it's it's so fun and so how long do you swim for like uh 30 40 minutes 30 40 minutes wow okay i don't think that's long though i think that's pretty yeah. pretty short in my yeah I, i'm not even like the longest i've done is like 15 minutes oh okay I, like I don't, I don't know because i'm i tend to be like a sprinter so i want to go fast but oh. i try to slow slow my ass down <laughs> you try to sprint but you i try to sprint, slow I, I, but i gotta like relax and just like coast take more breaths and so i can go for a longer time mm. yeah but uh i wish they had don't th- does this exist like headphones for swimmers underwater ones water what you mean water, waterproof waterproof uh, headphones earbuds. for swimmers not yeah. headphones but earbuds yeah i want to i want to listen to music while i swim oh and then uh, there's this other tip that was super interesting he goes when you're swimming listen and you want it to be as quiet as possible because if you hear a bunch of uh turbulence water you're making too much turbulence and like he plays the sound of how it should sound on the video it should be like it shouldn't be like you shouldn't hear a lot of splashing yeah, yeah. And so, uh, like, I'm just thinking about all these things, how to improve. I think because when you look at Olympic swimmers, there's a lot of splashing. You see splashing. Oh yeah, when yeah, probably because they're uh, like sprinting so hard or yeah. whatever. But and there's and then learn about the different forms. Like there's like the one kick, and reach, and then there's the the, the sprinters that do the constantly kicking. But there's this form where you're just like one kick and push, one one kick and reach, one kick and reach. Anyways. Oh, I know that. Of, yeah, just like one kick and then one kick. You got to send me that video. Yeah, yeah, it's really good. It's called, the channel's called Skills and Talents. And it's... Mm. Uh, skills and Talents. Skills and Talents, dude. Well, so it's not just uh, swimming. Um, It is just swimming, but it's called Skills and Talents. <laughs> um, but yeah, you, YouTube is fucking awesome. You can learn anything. Guys, by the way, if you didn't YouTube know. YouTube University. You can learn anything on YouTube, guys. Like there's no excuse not to do anything it's just crazy these days mm. it's just everything is there at our fingertips i don't know yeah any other you know things you want to say to the world out there well um shameless plug books coming out soon yeah well, yeah what's up with the book where's so, it published uh I'm, I'm thinking whether i should self-publish it or just find a publisher but more likely than not it's going to be on amazon nice so Amazon, I'll let you know when that comes out. Um, ideally, in the you know, aligning with this uh, episode. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, I'm looking forward. I mean, book is really uh, geared towards uh, people that are looking to live on their comfort zone, on the edge of their mm-hmm. comfort zone, mm-hmm. trying to push and expand. Because, like for example, if your comfort zone is like this, and your goals are out there, yeah. Instead of trying to step outside and jump into the you know the sea and try to grab it you gotta slowly expand your comfort zone until you can reach out with your arm and grab it Mm. that's like the way to do it because people are scared of jumping out of their comfort zone for their goals and makes sense because you're doing something very risky Um, but if you're expanding your comfort zone by constantly 
improving yourself, it's uh, a lot more attainable. And so, um, yeah, this book was, um, I, I believe that everyone has at least two or three books in there, in, in them. And uh, it's just a matter of whether you're, you make the effort to take it out, to bring it out into the world. And this is my second book. And um, at this point in time in my life, this is the message I want to send. So yeah. I, I'm really excited for this. And um, I'm glad we, we got to do this. Fuck yeah, dude. Yeah. Yeah. You know, when you, when you put yourself in the environment of, you know other ambitious people other like-minded people then shit just starts happening like this was totally mm. like random i didn't even know you had a book until today yeah <laughs> and then it's like <laughs> boom and so but yeah we were talking about you know you uh, starting your are you gonna do like uh, youtube videos or whatever or yeah i'm gonna have to start doing youtube transcribing and turn into content putting reels doing all of these things i mean I'm upgrading my uh, my content strategy as well. I can get some tips from you if yeah. possible. And like, like who is your like target audience? Do you have like a type of person in, in mind? Like, Oh yeah, right now I'm like one of my book, I mean this book particularly is, I wanna connect with other people that can potentially become people I work with, like business partners. Mm. And the book is like a business card, mm-hmm. like you said, to attract the the right kind of people in my life and i'm looking for hustlers i'm looking for the killers mm-hmm. that really have big goals and instead of me going to networking events going like flying around trying to meet these people i'm going to create the the platform to attract that to happen nice. the same way you have this uh, podcast the youtube channel and all of that mm-hmm. um certain groups of people you want to attract so i want to attract people that are really ambitious they have um whether they're already like out there traveling the world living in different countries doing their own thing or they just you know just got that ambition and they're willing to put in the work for it i love to meet them yeah heck yeah and so so what is your your business i don't know we talked about that oh yeah so we can get into that real quick yeah. And so I've been doing funnel marketing for a while. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So building out sales funnels. And um, I used to do it on a retainer basis. Mm-hmm. But then I switched my business model because I've helped, you know, companies do well. And um, I realized that by charging a retainer, I'm not really making the most of the, the partnership. But it's fair because I'm charging a retainer up front. So instead, I, I started to work um, as a business partner. And um, I take a piece of their profits. Mm-hmm. And because I have the conviction and the confidence in myself and my, my abilities and my team to deliver and uh, create uh, something that will help people make more money. Nice. And uh, therefore, I'm, I'm willing to work for that equity we'll nice. work yeah work for that equity um Makes sense position positioning myself you know in the current uh marketplace so that you know s- say post recession i'm in a good place to pick up uh, distressed assets and things like that yep. um on the other hand i'm also in web3 um so of course it's a really bad market right now but 
Um, Tokens-wise, I'm still trying to position myself in a good place so that I can take advantage of of that should it should that happen again. Um, you know, Bitcoin, Ethereum, all all, of, all that good stuff. Yep. Uh, I still believe in it. Mm-hmm. As much as as much as uh, you know, the AI trends are kind of coming out and all of that. I still very much believe in the the whole Web three blockchain space. I feel that there's a lot of things that are are happening um, underneath the surface. You know, people are not talking about it. The attention is not there yet, but uh, eventually we'll come back. Yeah. So, I, I just saw this video. I was kind of tying it all together: the Web three, AI, and gaming, and the blockchain tokens that are kind of behind all that ecosystem. Hmm. Like like what I said about uh games are gonna game universes are gonna be infinite and yep. there's gonna be like and it also ties into the apple glasses and this ar worlds and vr yep. worlds there's got to be like these blockchains that like um that make all that happen and like advertisements like inside of vr and ar worlds and it's just mm. like yeah it's uh still the very beginning of this shit. it's crazy yeah very interesting times. Tesla bots aren't here yet, but we do. 2023 have robot servers in the restaurants. If you watch this far, let me know because they have them in Asia. Do they have them in, in McDonald's yet in America? I don't know. I don't know, guys. But robots are here. They're not going anywhere. They're coming. They're going to be in the Tesla factories within five years. And they're going to be. You really like Tesla, huh? No, I, I, I like ro- I like the times that we're in. I mean, they're building humanoid robots that are, mm-hmm. I, I'm, I'm just, my mind is blown by the fact that this shit is real and happening right now in, in our lifetimes. Mm. It's, it's on the fucking, they're, they're announcing it to the world. Like, we're building these autonomous robots that are going to be able to do anything from Elon Musk's mouth. They're going to be able to clean your house. Mm. They're going to be able to set up this podcast room. You're, we're going to be able to talk to it just like it's a human because it's going to be advanced yeah. general intelligence inside of it. Yeah. It's going to be able to be your like your companion, your girlfriend, your friend, your coach, your mentor. Yeah. You're going to be able to ask it any question in the world. And it's going to be like, give, it, it's going to be chat GBT built inside of it. It's going to be like geniuses. Yeah, it's <laughs> it's going to be even more advanced in the, in the next half year. I yeah. think that there's going to be a lot of things coming out. I mean, Automation has always, uh, like I said, um, I studied automation in university. And um, when I started working in startups, I was uh, pretty crazy about trying to figure out how to automate things in my in my work. I was trying to make these sales campaigns, these email campaigns. They're outbound, by the way. It was sent out to these decision makers at these companies. And I would have these integrations in place so that when they respond, it will you know, through Zapier will pop up in my, yeah. uh, you know, it'll pop up on my phone and all of that stuff. And then I will wake up in the morning every day and then there'll be requests for meetings. Fill up my calendar. Yeah, That's, that's magical. Yeah. And then I was the only salesperson at the time in my company. So I had to figure out how to scale myself. Mm-hmm. And um, by setting up these automations, I was replacing myself with like 10 of me. It, it, it kind of, yeah, yeah 10 of me. Yeah. Um, but now with all of these new tools coming out, this this AI wave, uh, it's gonna make it a lot easier for people to to do all of this. I mean, I do admit that I felt that I had an edge back then when I was able to pull this off because most people weren't able to do that because you needed a little bit of technical know-how and then like you know some experience, uh, 
and now people can just with a click of a button uh, get the same advantage so yeah although like of course now um with my understanding that i have it's uh there's other things that i'm working towards as well when it comes to automation but uh i think for the most part people have this access that allows them to to do this mm-hmm. yeah how about this question if if like if someone is asking you maybe they're a past 19 year old version of yourself and they're like you know what like i don't want to go the corporate route or even the school route i want to be location independent and live a like live a life like you like what do i do what what should i get into what business should i do um what should i start doing yeah good question so if you want to get started there are a lot of people that can give you guidance but at the end of the day it's just you just taking action just making shit happen um the setting setting a deadline for yourself setting a deadline and keeping it keeping your word to yourself that's that's more important it's um everything that you set out to do that day you do it and everything that you every goal that you set out or any action that you set out to do not necessarily goal but the actions you set out to do in a given time frame for like three months six months you do it you you take action you put money where your mouth is you buy the ticket so if you had the thought come to your mind and you set your mind on doing it just buy the damn if you're gonna fly out do do be a nomad just buy the ticket yeah buy the ticket figure out the rest later yeah and at the worst case scenario you just move back home exactly yeah that's it it's like there's no magic sauce to it um there's no magic sauce yep exactly exactly and you might as well come out to a conference that's what i've been saying for years that's where we initially met nomad summit so look up the next conference in bangkok whether that's affiliate world or dynamite circle or whatever the fuck's going on fly out to a conference and then accidentally stay forever (laughs) (laughs) that's where we met and uh it's uh, it's been a good uh six years yeah there's there's no better place to like meet like-minded people at a conference around shit that you're into is is that robotics ai crypto seo there's conferences for all that shit around here Mm. fucking ladyboys whatever you're into (laughs) whatever they gotta let those out here too anyways good shit bro all right yeah it's great having the battery's almost dead yeah great having me on the show subscribe to the podcast follow gilbert See y'all, muff.